Come on. Come on, get a grip. <laughs> Stop laughing, you're gonna set him off. Rocking around Christmas at the Jansen podcast. Eliza's <laughs> cooked a hearty feast. The dog's barking just won't stop. Deciding what films we like to watch makes my Christmas spirit ring. <laughs> if Meg wants to watch the holiday again, then we'll do some arguing. You will get a sentimental feeling when you see Anthony start with the recording where we talk about films will be adorning rocking Ooh, around the Christmas tree. Okay. Hope you love this episode. <laughs> the eggnog's here. We're good to go. Now it's time to start the show. <laughs> I'm Noah Jansen. I'm Eliza Jansen. I wish I wasn't Meg Jansen. I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> and this is Twin Fix. Oh my god. <laughs> That's really good fading out, Noah. Thanks. Gosh, I love Christmas. <laughs> That was very tiring. <laughs> Do you know what adorn means? Like adorning, like making it like we'll it's good. Adorning. Like we'll be like, yeah, they're great. Isn't that adorning it means right. to decorate. It'll be adorning. It'll you be said the decorated. movies will be adorning. We'll be. I said we'll be adorning. You should them. have done. You should have done. We'll be adoring. That's right. Let's work to it. Wait. What uh, was the lyric? <laughs> Let's sing the whole song again. Okay. <laughs> you will get a sentimental it's a feeling, feeling when, when you. you I, it took me ages. I just like twenty minutes. Oh my God. Uh, Anthony, start with the, the recording. recording where we talk about the films. We'll be ad- adoring. How are we adoring, not adorning. Yeah. Adorning. He misspoke. Not the right you spoke. Uh, Everything else was so good, though. Was it? Thanks. It was really good. <laughs> Welcome to Twin Peaks. I was really insecure about all of it. <laughs> no. I couldn't even it. get through it. Sorry. Welcome Aww. to Twin Peaks. It's a show where a pair of actual real-life human twins... And me! ...make a double feature out of two movies that share some kind of similarity and decide which one does its job better. Well... We are all nice and cosy inside. It's snowing outside. It's all chilly, but we're in our little Christmas sweaters with our little eggnog because it's Christmas. We actually have eggnog as well. We do actually. Cold eggnog. That's the one thing we do have. I'm not drinking it. It's not. It's It's really nice. I'm so sorry, Eliza. It's being really rude to Eliza. It's really nice. I'm happy that you made it and I'm happy for you. It actually, it's like probably, it's not great for you because it has so much cream, but it has a lot of protein because it's raw I think this means that you don't like eggnog, not that you don't like the eggnog that's been made. But I've said that the whole time. That's never not okay. been my position. Wow, what I a realize, I thought you were saying this was bad eggnog. No, 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 no. Didn't realise we had a special no, guest, no, no, no. the Grinch. In <laughs> no, sc- oh, the Grinch, okay, it works. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm literally shaking from that intro. Like, <laughs> He's wait, like, wow. Yeah, we'll do it all together at the, at the very end. <gasps> That'll be nice. Wait, like read off it like Carol. No, we'll be like, bye. We're rocking around. The atmosphere of the theatre is his oxygen. That'll be fun, I wow. think. Joy, joy, joy. Well, 
Yes, as you hopefully have gathered by now, this is our Christmas episode. Yay, we have we have so many options for Christmas episodes. We have them for like the next ten thousand yeah, years. Yeah. So it was very I don't know hard why we chose these ones. to pick. I think this is a very clean one. It's I clean, love it. yeah. but I didn't. Today talk about we are talking about White Christmas Ooh. and Black Christmas. Uh, the Black Christmas, uh, n- opposed to what we said last week. Sorry, team. Yeah, we, we like didn't realize didn't that, know what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, we didn't. We were being very confident. We didn't know that the uh, the remake, the 2019 the one, image and poot, the image and poot, poot. one, <laughs> uh, the Bloomhouse one comes out. Uh, it isn't out at the time of recording, so we are talking about the 1974 original. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a great time watching these two films this week, and it got me in a festive spirit. Oh, well, I think like aren't you festive as soon as Halloween ends? Like that thing where I don't as soon as November. Yet. There's something about that for me because we like we associate a lot of like seasons and festivities with movies because we watch movies. I always watch Christmas movies and it's snowing and I'm like, oh, I think my brain is like when it starts to snow, then I'll feel festive. And then it's like a week before Christmas. I'm like, happen. oh, that doesn't happen here. It just always looks like this. Aww. You know, it doesn't really kick in. Do you think in. we miss out on much by it being hot? For Christmas? Yeah, I think mm. we do. Well, we get to have seafood Christmas, though. You know I mean? You get to have seafood, seafood at Christmas. Yeah. Oysters. <laughs> 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 They're yummy. Um, so that, I feel like that is quite a distinctly Australian thing to be like. Having Let's have prawns. prawns for Christmas. Yum. Yeah, on the barbie. Throw one up. Lovely. Shrimp I was going to say, should we do that? You know that game I told you where it's like we each sing a Christmas song? Or are you like sung? Yeah. It? Have we done that on the podcast? We before? haven't done this yet. Okay, I have okay, this great, game idea. This is so good. So we're all on like three. You're gonna sing like a Christmas song, and the game stops when two of us do the same one. God, no one wants to listen to this. No, they do. They'll love it. I don't it. care. They'll okay. love it. Okay. All right. You, so Eliza, so do think the of a Christmas song. Think yeah. of a Christmas song. Yeah. Do you have one? Yeah. yeah. All right. On on. Anthony, three. we'll do the countdowns. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Go. Three, two, one. Good Again. Round two. No, I'm I got fine. it. I got it. Three, two, one. Jingle bells, 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 Three, two, one. Joy to the world. Can we start with Let's talk about our first film. (laughs) White Christmas is a 1954 Christmas musical directed by Michael Curtis. Um, it stars Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, and Vera Allen. And uh, it follows a successful song and dance team as they become romantically involved with a sister act and team up to save um, a failing little Vermont Inn, uh, which is run by their former commanding general uh, from the war. Um, Did so- you say genital or general? General. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Carry on. Also, I think it's Curtis. I'm just going to like bully. We're just going to bully. The well, Christmas bully. Stunning. The Christmas Michael spirit Curtis. is rampant in the bloody room right Harry. now, isn't it? I um, feel like Kevin McAllister right about now. 
<laughs> oh, what's a quote he does? You know, uh, you're what the French no, call. That's what does he say? What's something he says? Ah! I, I made my family. I made my family <laughs> disappear. <laughs> yeah. Just do this by myself. Sorry. Um, Sorry, please continue. Sorry. Um, so like the background of this as a movie is like it's that classic thing with a lot of musicals from this era where like they're composed of, you know, like it, it's about um, the songbook of a particular composer. So the song White Christmas was featured in Holiday Inn in 1942 which I felt, I always feel like Holiday Inn and White Christmas are way closer together than they are, but there It's like you go. more than 10 years, right? Yeah, it's yeah. huge. Um, White Christmas, the song, so in that movie, I'm they were like, oh, White Christmas is a great song, boo-boo. but the big hit of the movie is going to be Be Careful, It's My Heart. White <sighs> Christmas is the best-selling single of all yeah, time. still, right? Wait, of adjusted of for inflation? Of, of all time. Song. So Bing Crosby's version has sold over 50 million copies. And if you take into account other people's versions, like it'll be way over 100 million. Wait. Isn't that incredible? Geez. Of any song or Christmas of song? Of any song in the history it's of the world. It's not that good. Yes, it is. What? It's not good. It's beautiful. It's not, it's not good. May all your Christmases be bright. Oh. What should be better? No, wasn't it may your, all your Christmases be white? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Which is, I guess, problematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know that the, that it deserves that. This song, this movie's really cute though. This movie's fun and f- yeah. I <laughs> when I, I'm really agree. interested to look back at like a lot of reviews for this film say like it's sap, but and it's like it's sappy as all hell. But God, you have to give into it and stuff. And I'm like, it. is it like as though a lot of people say like as though it's like some huge guilty pleasure that you shouldn't should feel bad for enjoying, but you always have like you always give in. I'm like. Isn't it just great? Like, I isn't that just what it is? fairly mature, like, compared to some other musicals. Completely, which is, like, yeah. really, like, tear-jerking or whatever. I thought, like, where this movie was sentimental, it just really worked. Like, the story. Yeah. yeah I, I was, was so moved by the storyline about the, yeah. the general and yeah. about giving back. What Something I love about our picks today um, and that we'll talk about when we compare mm. is... I the best Christmas movie reflects all the cool like all the different values of Christmas, which mm. Black Christmas does in a cool way. But I think, yeah, what I love about White Christmas is that that underlying story about a couple of soldiers that uh, have gone on beyond the war to be extremely successful entertainers, mm. um, and then yeah, they stumble upon in this Vermont in their uh, like their old commanding general, but he. Is you know going through a really tough They're time. Like, oh, he's a piece of shit. Now. He's a little bitch, he and everyone this thinks crappy he's a little baby. <laughs> like he is quite a loser. No, but I still, think he's, like, he's such a cutie. But it's so sweet. It's all about the values of like giving back and compassion and empathy yeah. and caring about other people beyond yourself. Yeah. And even can we talk about how there are loads of bits in this where. You're scared. You're like, oh, Pink Crosby's about to be really sexist or something. Yeah. And, they just, and then it was fairly he's really respectful to yeah. women. I'm like, yes. I was so, Big even yeah. where there were little slips where you're like, ooh, don't say that. They would like, like whatever Vera The Ellen girls would call it out would and be like, like hey, now. hey now. Like that's not what we, you know. <laughs> hey now, you're not an all-star. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was cute. Also Vera Ellen, sorry, side note, but she's a fucking babe. Like, oh, my God. Her dancing was wild. Her dancing what was are incredible. Highlight, um, my favorite piece, like my favorite um, number was choreography. Definitely. Yeah. Is, that the, this, is that the outside yeah. one? No, it, no it's during rehearsal. It's the one where... Is it the one where they do the joke about like they dancing do a joke being yeah, really pretentious? Dancing these days is so contemporary. and like, It's not even dancing anymore. It's no. just It's not for fun. It's just choreography. And it's like, oh, get get the seriousness out of it. Let's get silly. And it's just cute. It's like them doing yeah. a fun little dance and Vera Ellen just kills it. With Her dancing. Teeny like, little waist. And, oh. Oh God, what is the duet that they do outside? 
What is that? Uh, it blew my Oh, wait, wait, wait. Like the first With the lighthouse. Yeah. With that lighthouse oh. in the background. Oh, my God. And it's it like was really so romantic. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was the one that you were thinking of. It was that, like that was my favourite. It was like great things happen when you're dancing. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. That, that. They jumped on every goddamn wait, piece of like Yeah. Yeah, they go all over the dock and they like go so on a little physical. platform and they like yeah. swing around. They nearly fall in the water. Cynthia Allen and Danny Kaye. The best things happen while you're dancing. What is the song that Betty sings? Just before, uh, like in her in her. New oh, York. she's like, love you done me wrong. She's yeah, like, you've done me wrong. Or whatever. Her, like, I love that. Like, I don't need a man. It's yeah. love you didn't do right by love me. Yeah, do mm, right mm, by mm. me. God, sing it. Gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, I truly loved it. I loved. Oh, I yeah. really loved all the characters, and also like I like it opens with the big. Like Vista Vision before it starts, yeah. and you know when you watch a lot of Vista these older Vision. films, it's hard to distinguish between like you're like Panavision, Vista Vision, Technicolor, like all <laughs> yeah, those films have yeah. them. This is like this was the first Vista Vision film, and it like the colors in this film, you know what I mean? Like every scene is yeah. so vivid yeah. and like glorious and alive. I think it has that Christmassy like luxurious feel because like the direction is focused on being like I want people to see how much money and like expense. And luxury went into this. Like the costumer is Edith Head, and, and like, you're gonna get when indulgent they, with Edith Head. Yeah, when like, they like enter a lobby or an area, like four or five women will like cross the camera to be like, like "Look at these girls! Yeah. Like they're amazing!" Yeah, and I love that though. It's like yeah. it's very indulgent and it's beautiful. But the thing that we do have to like recognize is that what this like film benefits from in our viewing of it is the fact that we all like musicals. If you don't like musicals, you are not going to like this movie. The plot is pretty. It's gaudy. Musically. It's it's, it's exactly what, like, this is like textbook musical. So if you're a musical hater, this is not the film for you. I think we are definitely from the, like, this is not a very objective position to be coming from because all of us love a Mm. bit of a gaudy musical. I think it was good enough. Like, there was fun, cute, like, banter between them. It's fun enough even to have the nostalgia to be like, you know, even if you are watching it and being like, oh, my God, this is cringe. It's like mm. it, there's that, that you know, sentimental yeah. thing I, which will keep yeah. you watching and interested. I do think compared to like the other really big Hollywood musicals that are kind of more character driven, like Gene Kelly or Fred Astaire movies or whatever, mm. I don't think anyone in this movie has that same like charisma or like yeah. immediate star quality. Like, yeah, the only the star yeah. quality that comes out comes out in like in the songs and the numbers songs and stuff. So- yeah, and that's dancing. very true. Yeah, but like um, when at the start they introduce, you know, Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye and it shows yeah. they're like double act, they're literally just like these old fools. Like, yeah, I don't get like the big clapping Crosby and like thing. shuffling around. It's like, I can't believe this was like the hip, like, cool entertainment of the time isn't it so interesting that you literally like an entire generation of it's even in the way that you know like when you watch a movie from the 50s people don't look like that anymore yeah you You can tell from someone's face like you are like of this time of this time you literally (laughs) could not create people that perform and act like that yeah like you couldn't even if you bring someone up now on a gene kelly movie and you go like this is a completely different style of dance like it's literally just a completely different product Mm. which is so interesting to me that like how much that has changed one of the interesting things meg i said off what you said about how distinctly it's a musical something that really jumped out jumped out to me that i love is that that sense of musicality feeds itself into every element of the film like Mm. all the dialogue feels like choreography like yeah, it's it has so, a rhythm yeah. A, yeah a rhythm to it and it it yeah 
speaking again to the fact that we don't make mm. artists like this anymore. Yeah. It's so interesting to me coming from a perspective of knowing acting as, you know, having such a like rigid process around it for everyone, mm. every different actor. This is at a time where these people found that for themselves. Like none of mm. them, like they just grew up acting and they, they grew up singing and dancing yeah. and through that got into movies. Yeah. And then, but and even so, sort of even so, they yeah. on that in in White Christmas, they have all the qualities that I attribute to wonderful acting. Like they're so open to each other. Like they mm. really receive and listen. There's so many like funny, cheeky. Like they, they really listen and react to each other, mm. and everyone feels so active in every scene. Yeah, everyone's really trying to affect each other in every scene, like, even I though it's very light content. In a way that I think now, because it is so like schmaltzy, people would treat it like dialogue that would weigh them down and yeah I think I agree in some respect but I think with any movie of this era of this time you're gonna get lost in the like the pitter patter of the back and forth like it's all very retorty and it's wordy in a way that we can't grasp and there's that drawl to that the slang I guess Completely. and it's you you're gonna lose moments I lost moments because I was right. just like I don't really you know get what you're stuck in the rhythm yeah because it's like this true. Like real pitter patter back and forth, but I don't think that's gonna detract from the viewing because yeah. I'm not. It reminds sorry, me, but I'm not the, watching this for like the dialogue. Yeah, it reminds sure. me of the distinction we made with Marlon Brando's acting in Streetcar. Yeah, and you know Vivian how Lee's. distinctly you're like, this is this a is new... not what Vivian's doing. Yeah, he's yeah. fully inhibiting that character, whereas everyone yeah. here you're like, oh, Bing Crosby. I mean, his character name does yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. like I don't yeah. remember his character name. Yeah, Bob, what is Bob? Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, Bob, Bob, Bob Wallace. Yeah. Bob Wallace, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, how funny. Listen. Okay, we watched this movie together, which we don't normally do for the podcast. Mm. And how hilarious was it when they were introducing a number and it said, like, the oh. minstrel show. We were like, <laughs> oh, don't do it. Like, oh, no, no, no. But then they didn't have any blackface. We were like, oh. Yeah, that was Great. a nice thing. Yeah, we, we literally, like, jumped away. We were like, no, this beautiful film. And then, yeah, yeah. it was all good. They but in the end, there's a big old blackface scene. Great. <laughs> that big, big, big old yeah. blackface scene. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, I feel yeah. like pretty glowing reviews over here. Yeah, totally. What did you guys think about the divide between the like diegetic musical numbers where they're like, all right, let's practice the number, go. Yeah. And the non-diegetic ones. But so much where... more effective for me than in so many, like that's so what I feel like I'm, I I know I'm in for it when I watch something like this now. Like I know I'm You're in for the musical for numbers that come out right? of yeah, nowhere. I think I Whereas here, too. it's, I didn't mind the sensibility that some of them were like literally didn't do anything to serve. Some of them were just yeah, entertainment snow purposes. Number. And An accessory to snow. They always just keep on going, snow, snow, snow. <laughs> There's a bit where when they decide they're going to the inn in Vermont, they're like, and there'll be snow. And they'll sing a song about like how she's like, I'm going to rub my face in the snow. <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> she actually says that. Yeah. Oh, cute. What a cute little movie yeah, style. I loved, I loved it all. Yep. And I, I truly, the most emotional moment I had with the movie this year was the granddaughter the seeing her grandpa. This year? This year? Yeah. Get over yourself. Whoa. Oh, you didn't think the granddaughter seeing her grandpa. Yeah, that was emotional. That. What? She I sees her grandpa oh. wearing a you military uniform. You literally cried when we watched Billy Elliot. That was more emotional. Yeah, in a different... Uh, but, like, I'd seen it before. I mean, I haven't yeah. seen this. That like, was it, a and I was moment. exposed to a new thing and I, in, in a very, like, of this brand, of a, like, very sentimental yeah. thing, you know? Can you run through what marriage story, in the scene? Marriage story made me cry. Yeah. What? Oh, the scene. So the scene is the, um, the musical that they're putting on at the uh, at the inn is about to open and the grandpa's upstairs and uh, everyone's saying to him, like, you should wear your suit, like you should wear your, your army, army, army uniform. uniform. 
and he's all nervous and stuff. And then his granddaughter and uh, receptionist and stuff are, are waiting downstairs. And then he comes downstairs and he looks so full of pride. He's in his mm-hmm. beautiful suit. And then there's a close up of the like. There's a shot of the granddaughter turning around and seeing her grandpa and being mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god!" Oh, like like just being like <laughs> so full of pride and love for yeah, him. Yeah, it's very it's very. And moving. I yeah, it really moved me. Yeah, well, loved that's it. a nice little note. Yeah, so that's that's White Christmas. Now let's mosey on over to Canada to a creepy, spooky Christmas sorority house with Black Christmas, uh, a 1974 Christmas slasher film, arguably the very first slasher film and the film that inspired Halloween four years later. Mm. Um, The story concerns a group of sorority sisters who receive threatening phone calls and are eventually stalked and murdered by a deranged killer during the Christmas season. Um, it's directed by Bob Clark, who would go on, I don't, actually, I don't know if it, did, he did it after this or before, probably before, he also directed another Christmas classic, A Christmas Story. Bit different. Oh. Interesting, though, because it goes into something that, That's Christmas and he King. did Porky's as well. Uh, <laughs> Porky's? There you go. Porky's. I don't know um, that is. Super, It's like, like one of those, like, frat house. Frat oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's sneak into the girls' like dorm thing. Like the poster Revenge is a guy like looking yeah. through a peephole at a girl undressing. Oh yeah, that's the poster. Cool. It's class. Yeah, it's okay. peak class. Um, so him directing Christmas Story kind of brings me onto something that I love about this film, um, and that I love in my Christmas movies in general, and why I think Christmas horror is a great subgenre of horror. Ho ho horror. Ho ho horror. That's oh. hot. Did you just come up with that? Just that. That's amazing. <laughs> that's what it is. Ho ho horror. Um, is that I love the idea of exploring the darker values that are actually inherent at Christmas. You know, uh-huh. like I think about, you know, like like weird family dynamics and like, you know, like your alcoholic whoever yeah, is like yeah. at the party. You know what I mean? Like everyone's true nature is revealed mm. in a circumstance where you're all supposed to be like cherry and yay, we're happy. Mm, happy. Like I like the idea of going here are all the grim, dark dynamics See, that we I can bring like out at Christmas. that. I just don't know that this film does that. Like, I know I, it's on its focus, but I, I think it's said present. this to Eliza. Eliza and I watched this together, and I think I said this to you at the time. There was no need for this film to be set at Christmas. Like, I just did not feel any sense. Oh, really? Of uh, it didn't feel like a launching off point. Where it, like, is the festiveness? If it's if it's at Christmas, like situate it in Christmas. I need it to almost rely on those gimmicks um, and I didn't get that and I wanted it to be there but I didn't feel it like I was kind of like this could have been set at like Easter like who cares like it doesn't matter it could be set on any yeah, other day I thought it was too backgroundy as well honestly yeah. that, that's fair I, I guess I'm like there are I think of something like Krampus as being a film that Krampus. really goes let's talk about that people a lot of people actually hate Christmas yeah. but um I don't know yeah I, I still think that the film I think just like with any film where we go, why not make a braver choice? I go, mm. what's a great way to immediately raise the stakes of something where it's like, where are my <laughs> friends going? Like, I, like my friend is disappearing. Like, my, nobody's seen my friend. There's mm. this girl in the neighbourhood that's missing. Now, like, everyone's starting to disappear and everyone's really scared. What's a way to raise the stakes? 
set it at a time that's Christmas. all about unity and joy. Yeah, like, family, I think joy, yeah. At the base level, it does that. Yeah. I think as well, there is something inherently scary about the fact that it's set against, like, cast against this, like, cold, like, you've got, you know, the snow and the, everyone's, like, rugging up in the house and everyone's sort of, in, like, by <laughs> implication, stuck in one spot. Like, they're stuck yeah. inside this house pretty so much. So watch the thing. But yeah, exactly. I'm just oh. kind of like everything that I feel like this film could benefit from. So because of from, other like, films that came later, this film doesn't yeah. deserve to yeah. exist? Yeah. It sounds, it, I know. And it sounds like unfair because I'm coming from obviously it's so like revisionist. But like if you're going to make it Black Christmas, like where's Christmas? Like make it yeah. about Christmas. I really wish I could have seen this movie like not Before, knowing like, oh, yeah. there's going to be a million other slashes yeah. that will do this better. Because yeah. I'm like pretty harsh in this movie. This didn't impress I've me. I've seen it a yeah. few times. I feel, and yeah. every time I, I actually grow warmer towards it. Yeah, I appreciate nah. similar things in it that I love in my favourite film, Halloween, that it obviously does better. But I, like watching it this time, I yet again appreciate that the origins of slasher films are rooted in like realism, like personal stakes mm. and like slow building tension to me, it's a film about like people being going through their own personal like struggles with what's happening. Like, as in, we see the personal lives of these like realistic women mm. being like, "Where is everyone going?" Rather than just like someone gets murdered every ten seconds, so you don't really care about them. To me, the deaths this film does have are inventive and stylistically really? shot. I didn't think that at all. They I'm are. Like, not I think they're fan. really. really well, again, it. for 74, like, they're not. Yeah, yeah they're but I'm not cool. watching this in 74. Like, <laughs> if you. I'm sorry, but if we're holding this up to, like, the standard of White Christmas, which we are, like, I'm much more interested in White Christmas as a viewer in 2019 than I am by Black Christmas because, sorry, this is kind of comparing them, but because yeah. it does what it set out to achieve at the time better. Like I think if it's setting out to do something against a holiday, like it's trying to do this cast against Christmas, cast it against Christmas. I, I wasn't that excited by the deaths. And that's not necessarily, like obviously it is early mm. for Slasher. It's like the beginning of Slasher. I think the thing I appreciated the most about the film was the fact that it wasn't trying to like glorify its victims. Completely. Um, but in a sense it also made caricatures of the people around that, like the house mother was just like a total one joke piss take. Like, oh, this house mother's such a slack. Like, I didn't feel like we got that much of the girl's personal lives. I feel like the only character was Margot Kidder as yeah. Barb, who's like the kind of messy, like cool girl in the house. Yeah, sexy, messy. I feel like everyone else was just kind of like a victim, yeah. even like the main character, Olivia Hussey, who's going through this horrible like abortion storyline with her shitty boyfriend. Yeah, like, which is really sad. Like that's that is so well, like that's what I mean. Realistic. Like, there that are films made mid-80s about... Literally about like House of Sorority Row is a film that's like full. It's a horror film set in a sorority house where you have a whole bunch of women. You don't know a personal thing that any of them is going through. It's like this one is blonde, this one is brunette. Literally. And they like they have said like a focus of in writing this film was that they were like, like these women are in university. They're not dumb. Like we write university films like we write teen films. Mm. And like we wanted to give them intelligence and understand that they have their own issues. Mm. I love... I love that I find the phone calls of the killer quite genuinely threatening. They were like upset. They're yeah, really, they were very really upsetting, uncomfortable. Very and you feel vis- like very a woman, like as a woman, you would just feel so exposed. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, and watched. that having a boyfriend that's being like, you are it's not getting baby. that abortion, it's my baby, at the same time, yeah. reflects that, like, from all angles, she's being really disenfranchised. These women are being yeah. controlled and 
Yeah, exactly. And like put in their place and at every turn where they try to have their own agency or just be themselves or not be like afraid of, you know, the men around them, that Mm. that's what's projected onto them. Interesting. Mm. I don't know. Can we talk about the ending? I thought that ending was such a like intro to screenwriting us, like flimsy. And they stayed in the attic. Oh, we should say this is like the first movie or one of the first that does the call is coming from inside the house. Mm. It is the first, isn't it? Uh, was When a Stranger Calls? Did they? That's 70s as well. Uh, sure? I don't I'm know. not sure. I think it is important to recognise that as well. This is emerging from like a subgenre of horror that is so em- like real emphasis on corporealism and body horror. Um, and I wouldn't say as much that this is like trying to benefit from that. Like I wasn't watching this being like, oh, you want to see Well, the kill see, count's like, pretty low for this. Yeah, pretty low. And as well, like in other films where you think about this, like I don't know why, but I always think of Stepford Lives, the original. <laughs> I'm kind of like, oh, you're not just trying to show me like a hot body that gets stabbed to pieces. Um, so it wasn't kind of that, which I did appreciate. But I'm like, why should I just be admiring this film if I didn't really enjoy it for the things that it doesn't do? You know, like, oh, at least it doesn't do this. Like. But what does it do? <laughs> you know? I, I think its place in history is exactly what it should be. We okay. don't talk about this film. Like, it's not Halloween. You think it's, like, perfectly rated? It's not it is perfectly rated, rated, I think. I think we recognise it as a Just very so important rare. stepping stone. I think yeah. it fascinates me more than it scares me. Mm. Like, I think it is such an essential thing for... There's a really big distinction around this time between, like, um, the more, like, European sensibility of like really avant-garde like mm. colors like mm. the whole like um, giallo and yeah, yeah. Movies and exactly stuff. like suspiria like the argento yeah. stuff yeah. like and like crazy cinematography like awesome music with character and story and like writing that's inherent to like more american work mm. and while it isn't as well written as other american horror films mm. and it isn't as avant-garde and stylistically exciting as other european horror films mm. it is the first one like a really important one that i see for bringing those together like yeah. the death by um the unicorn ice pick thing that is juxtaposed with the carolers outside yeah yeah is i think terrific and i yeah. think i don't know for some reason watching it this time i really did get more tense than yeah, previous no. times i, I was like, like oh this really unsettles me i always think about hearing somewhere someone saying that good horror acting is just reacting yeah and this movie doesn't give any characters a chance to react, react to, to anything, anything. like no one really you. reacts to barb's death via the unicorn horn thing yeah. and like a character dies quite early on and her body is just never discovered and i think that's kind of an interesting narrative thing to be like ooh, like skeletons in the closet like no one they still haven't found her and like the tragedy of that i was gonna say there is they keep cutting back to her in the attic like this girl who got strangled to death by like cellophane or whatever association or whatever yeah Yeah. you're right but it's a strong symbol it's a strong like horror symbol that looks cool that the whole time they're looking for her and she's up the top she's up in the attic but you're right it's never used doesn't mean anything for the film yeah i don't know i just feel less enthused about this film i watched it and i was like oh like i can see where this is like a jumping off point for other films, but that's kind of mm. all I see it as. I'm kind of like for the film that did this, like you, it's such an achievement to be like, yeah, I am going to do like this horror film. It's going to be Christmas. And like, I'm situating it in that setting. I'm like, well, if that's what you're known for, you should have like gone all the way. Like, I just didn't feel that. I felt it didn't benefit at all for being set at Christmas. Yeah. I mean, this is the Christmas episode. Yeah. So I would Get be. Those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling. Yeah. I don't True. know. Yeah, look, I, I actually don't agree with you in a lot of respects. I just, I well, think I love that it... What do you think has changed that you say that the more you watch it, you're like warming up? You're like mm. the Grinch, your heart is growing three sizes bigger. 
I think I'm getting more patient with like like with films in general. Aww. I think, and I think Black Christmas time. rewards that. I think yeah. it rewards like every inch of it. I see. There's such a. I was like, we've talked a lot recently about the things we talk a lot about on this show, and one of the things that I bring up so much is like ambition versus yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah, the success with that ambition. But um. I, I, yeah, I guess I return to this film. I really do. Like, I, him. This is my, like, maybe fourth time with it. Jeez. And I found wow. this time the scariest for some reason. I think yeah. that's a feat in itself. Yeah, damn. Like, we talked, like, quickly about the ending before, but going on Wikipedia and seeing the screenwriter or director or whatever, he was like, um, the reason that this happens in the ending, like, you never kind of really find out who the killer is, but you know they're still out there and they're still mm. in the house and that our lovely main character might get killed. Mm. He was like, I wanted it to be ambiguous and the audience can make up their own minds. Mm. And I think so few movies do that successfully. And I was yeah. like, yeah. make a decision. Like, yeah. be bolder. Just Either have me. the corny, like, final fight scene, have him kill her, like, anything other than just not making a decision because that kind of mm. summarised my whole watch of the movie. Well, maybe we should. Yeah, look. Compare them. I think we should. The snow is melting, so let's let's compare the picks. Now it's time for us to compare the picks, the part of the show where we look at the two films that we've watched this week and just talked about. We look at them back to back, talk about and which one does things good, which one does things bad, and ultimately which one does its job better. So what are these little Christmas films trying to do? Why mm. Christmas? Like we talk about how today like everything's a reboot or a remake or whatever, but White Christmas is literally like, this movie was great, let's remake it. Like we can mm. do this again and people mm. will love it. And they did and I did. Yeah. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. It's just trying to be like good family holiday fun. Yeah. Um, some songs mean? out What's of the old jukebox. Oh, you mean like sentiment. Oh, it has the exact same plot as Holiday yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It appeals yeah. to the holiday sentimentality and, yeah, it's a cute rewatch. Mm. put it on Christmas Day while mm. you, you know, cook mm-hmm. or whatever. I just so, think it's not trying to be more than it is and, like, it's not trying to make a big comment about anything particularly except to say, like, you know, fam- like Christmas is about family and the family that you make and the people that you respect and love mm. and like showing appreciation for them. Yeah. I mean, it has the, like we said, the plot is very like light. Like yeah. it has that rom com thing of like the characters, like she gets offended at him because she hears something that, you know, isn't true. And then yeah. like they could just communicate, but they don't. And like they get brought back together like yeah. right at the end. And you're like, yeah, this is like pretty yeah. inessential. But yeah, I think they're like, the, Diaget- non-diegetic numbers like made it for me like yeah me too really? the crazy like staged huge ones like yeah just like I like the ones where they're singing like little ballads to each other like within the narrative of the movie but like seeing how much effort Vera Allen like yeah. expends when she's dancing it was like amazing it's such a, really- feat, a feat it's such a spectacle and I love yeah. that like we, we really haven't found anything I'm just thinking I'm like we really haven't found anything since the 50s to replicate the feeling of like Seeing a big dance MGM, amazing. enormous, yeah. colourful, vibrant set, like dance number from like a Singing in the Rain what or a What about in Avengers when they all I came out of the portal? I was like, that's what they try to achieve. That's literally what they're trying to do. They're like, when they all come out of the portal. What like, about they're like, like explosions or something, like in Apocalypse Now? 
something where you're like, wow, God exists. And like something like blows your mind. And you're like, the spect- sheer spectacle of this is like amazing. But when I watch Apocalypse Now, I'm like, yeah. When I watch White Christmas, I'm like, yeah. I could cry. I could cry. How but did I, I do that? I do want to flag. How do movies make you feel like that? I want, I want to flag yeah. though, is that just because we like musicals? Like people really hate musicals. Yeah, they do. This so is the, high, this is the highest grossing musical of all time as well. Isn't that crazy? Ooh. White Christmas is randomly yeah. so successful. You know, the other yeah. thing I think that is just like very wholesome and nice about White Christmas is the fact that it's like not necessarily pushing any, because I think it's very easy, especially for Christmas movies to push like a real christian value on you like really be about like this is the time of year like there's nothing yeah. especially i don't know it's a pretty white movie though, it's, a, it's a very, it's white very white patriotic movie. like that's true oh, army again we, I, I, I get woven feel... into the i did a classic wonder and it's just saluting 40,000 well, like, times because we love him yeah. we love him yeah. we've like, also again fallen into the trap of like men being emotional to one and another like, being like oh my Whereas yeah. I'm like, they should just do that all the time. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that ending is still so special to see. Like at that, it feels like at that point in time, that is the absolute, like most, in a scene like that, you go, this is the absolute most open, loving mm. and like giving that everyone in this room could be when mm. they were doing this like yeah. service for this general. Like you there's know? pretty much no conflict in the movie, but I think like it it takes you if it doesn't take you to like the emotional lows at all it takes you to emotional highs very very capably yeah, yeah definitely like, yeah, it's such a yeah warm and fuzzy which is what you want at Christmas sorry yeah. but yes. mm. I don't really celebrate want Christmas totally. to be scared at Christmas well you've both briefly <laughs> mentioned and I wasn't aren't you scared Santa will give you coal no no I'm a, a girl. I'm a good little girl <laughs> I'm a bit spooked about that myself oh. well you've both briefly mentioned legacy which mm. I feel like is actually really attached to both these yeah, films. You know, we've yeah, talked about yeah. that White Christmas, you know, as a song, as a songbook. It's, it's so iconic. enduring. As a film, like, you know, it has a lot of, doesn't really have iconic imagery. I don't really know. I didn't know, recognize from the film. any yeah. of the scenes. Whereas Black Christmas is, it's third, it's, it's second remake is out in a few weeks. So and clearly it's one it has yeah. staying power from an all female creative team that are all, they have wonderful interviews speaking about how the director, I can't remember her name, but um, she did an interview recently speaking about how Black Christmas is her favourite film and she had never seen women written like that in a horror film and how Weird. she was like, I want to carry on the tradition of writing, uh, yeah, of writing a powerful piece yeah. for like mm-hmm. women being like presented Enough. with like, the toxic elements of a male world yeah. projected at them at what is supposed to be the most joyous time of year. Because hmm. I think there is something cool about being like, I just if feel Christmas like reveals just... all of us, hmm. then it's going to reveal a bit of the bad. Mm. I just feel like it's such an extrapolation. Like I can see how you could make that of the movie that I watched, but you'd have to make it of it. Like I'm not getting that enough for me to be like, oh, yes, like this is what that film's yeah. trying to say. I sound like I'm going to pick Black Christmas. I'm obviously not. Black Christmas <laughs> is a better film. But I, think I, I, I just, I you're think. You're allowed to pick Black Christmas. I just think as well. Like, what, did you, what did you love about Black Christmas, me? I, I think that like what I made of Black Christmas, like the parts that I enjoyed mm-hmm. about it were things like upon reflection. I was like, oh, no, like that's pretty good. I don't want to feel like that. Like it's the complete opposite response to um, White Christmas. It's like so immediate, like in the moment, you're like, this is the best. Like I yeah. love yeah. this little moment. Whereas Black Christmas, I'm like, oh, okay. As I'm watching it, and then afterwards, I'm like, no, like I get it. Like 74, that's pretty good. And like 
That's pretty good yeah, that they did but this. It takes valid. so much contextualized. That's very yes, true. It takes a and lot. And it's taken of, me like four yeah, watches to yeah, appreciate. Like, it. I don't yeah. want to have to be convinced of that. And you, you like everything that you've given me. Like, oh yeah, that's true. Like, yes, if you add that context of the fact, and you know, you have this whole other subplot and the subtext that that allows for with the whole toxic relationship and the abortion mm. and everything. That's interesting, but I'm not getting it. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm. And I, maybe I'm not open to it because it's a horror movie. But I don't know. It just has lots of moments in it for me that are stirring in the way, in a very different way, but in the way that lots of moments in White Christmas are. So when mm. she's giving a big monologue to the boyfriend that's just been like, you, you get that ab- if you get that abortion, you better watch out. She literally, there's like a you slow. Watch there's out. A, you better watch out. You better Oh boy! Sorry. There's a slow. <laughs> yeah, her monologue. There's a slow zoom on her Eliza. There's a mm. slow zoom where on Olivia Hussey. She yeah on Olivia Who's Hussey. Juliet where, in like the seventies Romeo and Juliet. Oh, the Romeo and Juliet. Wow. Where the she, guy that looks like Zac Efron. Yeah, where she talks about how it's completely her choice and about mm. it. Just that moment in itself, you go like. Oh my god! This is a seventy-four movie. Yeah, like, it like when feels, was Roe v. Wade? That's probably. Right. It just feels so distinct. Like in the Wade? film, it really feels like you know when you watch a movie and you feel a director making a choice as it's happening, and you're like, mm. "Whoa!" Yeah. But I completely agree. I haven't said enough that I think this movie is very stupid about how it deals with the stakes. <laughs> yeah. It annoys me. Like, yeah. We know that she's dead. Mm. So the whole movie, they're all there's where way too much. But like, where is she? Where is she? Where it should be like, doing on, the whole movie? It should be. He's in the house with them and we you don't really feel the thing of like he's in the house with them never yeah. until the last twenty minutes. Whereas really that's the means of supporting the stakes of your horror film yeah. is being like he's behind every corner, he's and listening to every conversation. Even yeah. you think you're safe at a university yeah. campus, like yeah. a sorority misogyny mm, makes its way into their team. Yeah, we yeah. as the audience be like, No, 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 he's in there. Like yeah. he's right there. The thing is but, because know, she you know. doesn't feel the terror of that, we don't. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. No it's, acting, no reacting. Yeah, exactly. No horror. It's White Christmas for me, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. What is that for you all? It's White Christmas. Cool. I think it's interesting how much we've talked about both, like, films, how well they've aged. And, like, you're right about White Christmas that is surprisingly progressive. Like, yeah. I liked that the main character, he's, like, this oldish dude and he's, like, 40s and 50s or whatever. Mm. And, like, I love Gene Kelly, but in a lot of his movies, he comes across as, like, this pushy womanizer yeah. guy yeah. that has not aged well. And in this movie, he was like, I really like performing. I'd love to look at finding a nice lady and like settling down yeah. and seeing what happens. Like, yeah. it was quite 2019. It was really, sweet. It was was really like, like, he's a good guy. Uh, if a nice dame comes along, like, we we'll see. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. Yeah. It's uh, it's white Christmas for me as well. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. None of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more Christmassy as well. Oh, it's yeah. more Christmas. Yeah. And that's what we're doing today. We're doing Christmas. Yeah. And it's, Woo. and, and I, I, I do think like from our chat today, the main thing I gathered is, yeah, I wish the characters were more distinct. I wish mm. I could. Could mm. Really, like, especially Bing Crosby is just such a wet blanket of a character. Aww. But as a per, like, he's, you know, he seems lovely. But um, yeah, it's White Christmas for me Yay. for a while. So that's a unanimous win for White Christmas. So Yay. if you are, congratulations! Sitting, wow. If you're driving right now, listening to our little podcast, or or if you're our mum and you are literally just like sitting on the couch, listening to <laughs> it, like staring at a wall while listening to this, which is the thing she totally, which does, is the thing she does because she loves our show. Um as a lot of you wonderful people do, then, yeah, check out White Christmas Woo! around Christmas time with the fans. I also maintain, does it, like I said this while watching it, Bing Crosby looks like Ellen. Like oh, his I'm eyes, so glad his you face said it. looks like Ellen DeGeneres. Hmm. 
Say it yeah. louder for the people in the back. He looks like us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to say. It was like the main note. I've highlighted this in, in Unbold. Uh, Black Christmas is the only one of these films that has that dope ass fucking Hark the Herald Angels sing <gasps> harmony. Which, Which one? one? The one yeah. that goes. <laughs> <laughs> that was Noah. That was not a woman. This episode is full of embarrassing things. That was that really opening was drawn so out. Bad. We're going to do the whole song That's again. okay. Anyway, it's time <laughs> to check on our little Christmas friend that lives in the roof of our house. It's the elf in the attic. <laughs> Triple elf in the attic. It's time for Triplet in the Attic. How are you doing up there, buddy? Merry Christmas. Hi, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Good to see you, buddy. Where we got to pick a deformed, rejected little third piece of media. A song, a movie, a Christmas carol that we think acts as a thematic triplet to this episode's twin picks. Eliza, what little triplet in the attic do you have for his Santa sack? <laughs> This Christmas, I'm going to be blasting my Christmas playlist up in the attic direction. So you can be like, wow, this sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a YouTube playlist called Get Ready to Jingle Your Bells. And it's got good Christmas things on it. Give us a little sample. What are some of the things you've got on it? So the ones I'm most excited to hear are I love Blue Christmas by Elvis and his daughter. I love Christmas to Remember by Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. Mm -hmm. And... Oh, this is like relevant to White Christmas, actually. Um, this video of Bing Crosby and David Bowie singing The Little Drummer Boy and Peace on Earth. Like they're both singing a different song at the same time. And like I remember dad being like, you must watch this and like playing it and being like, this song like brings me to tears and being like really emotional about Aww. it. And like it's very nice. Like that's really sweet. Bing Crosby is like super old. I think it was like one of the last things he did before he died. And so his mm. voice is like way lower than it even was in this movie. Oh, wow. Like it sounds great. Whenever you bring up one of your Christmas, like one of, one of your <laughs> YouTube playlists, I always just go like, oh, because Eliza, if you guys don't know, why would you know? Eliza has like the weirdest playlists. And I always forget that her Christmas yeah, one is actually yeah. just genuinely yeah, very sweet songs. Good. Yeah, that was a stupid. She has other ones of like old people passing like photoshopped kebabs into... <laughs> Oh into God. the screen. I am Kababa. <laughs> I need to watch that. I forgot about that. See, so don't uh, yeah. check out, what's that playlist called? It's called Spaghetti. A Heckin' Good Time. A Heckin' Good Time. Don't check out A Heckin' Good mm. Good Time. Check out whatever that okay. playlist is. Yeah, I'll link to my Christmas playlist. That's the one. Oh. Nice one, Lizzie. How about you, Lizzie. Meg? Um, so my triplet is also called White Christmas. It's an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the know. one with John Hamm, who I love. I love John Hamm. <laughs> Um, and it's just a really good one. It's um, Black Mirror's that you know dystopic um, series on, and it's like the Christmassy episode of it. And it's I can't remember what season it is. It's I mean, not in any season. I think it's, it's just a standalone. special. Standalone, right? yeah. Okay, Christmas yeah, Christmas special. special. But Black Mirror's on Netflix, so it's easy to get to. Um, and it's really it's a good episode. It's it's like top five. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like my second favorite. Yeah, it's a yeah, good I one. Absolutely love it. Um, 
So yeah, get on it. And Rafe Spall's in it, right? Yeah. I love Rafe Spall. It's just a very good performance. Like I think Black Mirror gets tends to get like bogged down in like the like, oh, like look at this crazy Just how tech high concept and, it is. Yeah, the, it's super high concept. Every episode is kind of by implication. But this one like it, it gives it's like it gives itself room for really good performances. Especially because like the um, characters and stuff, like the internal story is more important than like the tech stuff that surrounds it. Yeah. Like yeah, whatever exactly. like with Rafe Spall blocking like him not being able to see his daughter and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. It's like yeah, stunning. Yeah. I th- and I, yeah, I think as well, like what my criticism of um Black Christmas, not like that. It like necessarily feels like like a Christmas dystopic yeah. thing. Yeah. Like that horror not horror of it, but thrilling thrill of it also is situated in the fact mm. that it's set at Christmas. I think like there's so many Black Mirror episodes where the horror in them or like the stakes are like a fate worse than death where yeah. it's like what if you were trapped doing the same thing for all Fair eternity or whatever yeah, yeah, i think yeah. that like i don't know if that was the first time they did it but it's so, so effective in the episode effective. where you're like oh my god i would want to die so much yeah yeah, yeah same totally. with the one with um but anyone who knows what love is Girl. that like game show one where they're like stuck oh, in the a room. million 150 uh, million f- merits or something. Million yeah. merits or something. That's where you have to like go oh, on yeah. a game show to like become a pop star. It's, it's like, like a whole thing. Anyone? But that one as well, I feel like they have that same sense mm. of dread. Yeah, you know, mm. there you go. Love it. Um my twin pick my my twin my triple in the attic for this week is something that look, this recommendation I think it just I think it holds true to why we started doing triple in the attic. We wanted Aww. to Aww. suggest things that could like people might not know about or that are like forgotten or that aren't too well known, even if they're not like the best thing ever, that just kind of like is a cool little thing that you could look into this week. Oh, further mine, reading. Yeah. Yeah. So mine is a another Christmas horror film that I think maybe better achieves the idea of like w- reflecting the darker values of Christmas that I watched last night. Eliza's going to laugh at this. No, I'm so sad I missed it. It's called P2. The worst thing about it is its title. It's a really bad title. Um, P two is like it's like a car, like a parking level, lot. like go down. So to the level movie P2 is about uh, yeah, it's about a woman who is working on Christmas Eve, mm. and they keep on being like, "Are you going to like go home? Like you know, you should head home. It's getting late and stuff." She's like, "Oh yeah, I will, I will, I will." And she keeps on calling and delaying and delaying, and then she uh, gets trapped in the parking lot by. Mm the parking attendant that's like a creepy stalker dude. Oh my God, I'm scared and I don't know what this is. It's terrific. So it's written by Alexandra Aja, who is Eliza, like we love his Wait, work. Is this a film, did you say? It's a film, yeah. Oh my God, um, oh my God, I'm scared. It has, it's so good. It has such good, um, like it's not classy by any means. It has a lead villain performance that I don't know if I love. Like mm. part, of the, part of the performance is that he's playing very normal. Like he doesn't play very manic, doesn't quite give it like an God, unhinged but quality that so means scary about being locked in a car park in and of completely. itself completely yeah. so the film scary scary, things yeah. i love about it it has legs like for me the concept when i got She's it i was like legs. how much legs she, she does she, <laughs> too, she got legs um it's it actually comes up with so many inventive ways to keep the story going in an authentic way that mixes things up mm. it has amazing gore like aja always Yee. does so we should have said alexander aja did the hills have eyes drag queen in raja yep Raja. There's Raja and Raja. And there's Raja Bimi from On the Town, a musical. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, carry on. Um, uh, he directed uh, he did The Hills Have Eyes. Right? He did Crawl this year, Quentin Tarantino's favourite movie of the year. What the hell? Mm. Um, I just love him. I think he's so good. Um, 
And it also does that thing of, I think it speaks to a lot of things that in Christmas, like I think you learn a little bit about what can go wrong at Christmas, you know? Mm. She prioritises work. That is mm. such a Christmas movie thing to be like a workaholic and your family's like... Exactly. And this movie's like, if you do that, then, a cre- then somebody who feels isolated at a time of, you know, we'll lash it's out a movie that's all about like, you know, more suicides than any other time of year. Like the most yeah. suicides are around Christmas because there's this guy that's like, I am so alone at Christmas. Please have Christmas dinner with me. And she's like, no. I have, let me leave this car park. And he's like, mm. no. And oh, it's about how cre- people get creepy and gross at office, at Christmas work Christmas parties party. and stuff. Yeah. I love it. I just think it really uses, wow. it's a good, good little undiscovered I'm going to watch that. It's I thought, called P2. I really thought you were going to say like, you've seen Black Christmas. You've seen White Christmas. Get ready for Grey Christmas. And it's going to be some movie like I've never heard of. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> like, <"Whoa."> <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But that is, uh, that is P2. So we'll put a Ooh. link to that in the, or like to the Wikipedia or something in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Twin Picks. If you had a good time, make sure you subscribe or follow us so you don't miss out on any new episodes. And uh, please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen from. I think you can only leave reviews on Apple Apple yeah, Podcasts, right? Yeah, leave Spot- us a review on Spot- Apple Podcasts. Or like graffiti, just like right on the pavement, like listen yeah, to Twin Picks. Or twin in the picks, snow. <gasps> Pee in the snow. Pee in the oh. snow. Twin Picks. <laughs> twin Picks. And send us a photo of it. Yeah. No, don't implicate us. <laughs> <laughs> it's peeing in snow. It's not yeah, illegal. Yeah, true. It'll be right. Is it? What's well, indecent exposure? Oh, uh, uh, what if it's pee- what if it's snowing your backyard? Or okay? What if you pee in a cup and then you go outside and you sprinkle? <laughs> <laughs> okay, correct. God, we expect a lot of our listeners. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you could just do that if you wanted to. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously, it might be. A bit easier than that to just like tell someone you know about it. Uh, about yeah, it. yeah. Just tell just tell someone. Weeb about it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as always, feel free to shoot us an email at twinpixpodcast at gmail.com with your feedback or suggestions for episodes. I have a little folder on my phone now of I take a screen cap every time someone recommends movies, Ooh. which you do. So you're yeah, being we've got heard. a backlog going now. We really, oh, uh, we really uh, do. I'm getting choked <laughs> up because really? of Christmas. We really do. Uh, Liz, do you want to tell the peeps about Rough Cut? Yes. Visit roughcutfilm.com. We're about to put out our like best films of the decade list. Wow. And, like, I'm agonizing over it. I don't know if I'm like, happy with my choices. Oh, but really oh my God. Yeah. There's lots of great writing from young people on there. And that's just one of the pieces that will be coming out soon. And if you'd like to be all caught up for next week's episode, we will be talking about The Irishman and Once Upon a Time in America. So if you're not swimming with the fishes, join us then. Okay, kids, time to say goodbye. Let's gather around. Let's get on the sleigh. Let's do it. And we're going to sing a Christmas song. I think I want to. No, you do. You can do it. Anthony's going to come around and sing as well. It's like we're by the fireplace. We're going to make it work. Okay, go. What movie do you think of when you hear this song? This song. Um, Home Alone. Yeah. Home Alone, yeah. When he's like, when Kevin's like. There's an ad for TikTok playing Meg. That's the real Christmas present. Okay. You ready? Here we go. Okay. Wait. Okay. 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 Oh, I forgot. There's like a lot. Okay. Let's do it. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Jensen Podcast Hop. Eliza's cooking up. A hearty feast. The dog's barking just won't stop. 
<laughs> deciding Today what films we like to watch makes my Christmas spirit ring. If Meg wants to watch the holiday again, then we'll do some arguing. It's actually really good. It's Jim Long's best performance. You will get a sentimental feeling when you see... Oh, what's the lyric change? Anthony, start with the recording where we talk about the films we'll be adoring. Rocking around. You like the Christmas tree. Then I hope you love this episode. Oh, we would. The eggnog's getting wet and saying goodbye. It's time for Stars to Leave. Bye, guys. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening.